This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Heck It's time to make some money. We got a really good fight card. Time to make some money. We got a really good fight card. Welcome. Sorry about that little song to MMA Takes Podcast. I'm excited to pick them. I missed the pick them last week. I, I picked the fights, but I didn't release a podcast. We got a good card. I am excited about this card. I might be more excited about this card than next week's card, even though next week's main event, I'm really, really excited for Dan Hooker versus Dustin Poirier. Um, but this card, top to bottom, in my opinion, besides maybe the absence of one or two fights, really, really good competitive fights, even the women's fights. I know even the women's fights, sexist. This guy's sexist. Cancel him. Uh, even the women's fights, though, are very, very intriguing. There's a lot of young up-and-coming blood. Uh, I filled out the card halfway. It's my mother's birthday today. I just got off dinner. So uh, I've been doing my research, but I haven't filled out my card. We'll fill it out, fill it out the way we go, along we go. I will have to share with this, with this with you because, listen, you know, I'm not an outdoorsman. I fully admit it. I don't love being outdoors unless I'm, like, doing something. Um, so, you know, people attribute that to as, like, you know, I'm not a man. Right, you know, whatever. I live in Cincinnati, Ohio. I don't need to be outdoors. Yesterday, electrician came. Uh, we had a problem with their dishwasher. <clears throat> Fucking just bought a dishwasher. They installed it. Something happened with the electrical or whatever. I was hoping it was Home Depot's fault. It wasn't. So I had to pay literally almost, no, I had to pay more for the electrician to fix it than I did the dishwasher. So that stings a little bit. However, he was leaving and I thought he dropped his shit. And he goes, dude, you got a five foot snake in your front yard. I went, what? First off, I've never seen a snake in person unless you're at the zoo or whatever. I've never seen a snake before. I, I just never come across them. They don't pop up a lot in Cincinnati. This fucking five-foot black snake, it was kind of skinny, but not super skinny. It was it was pretty big in my front yard, right? My daughter plays in my front yard. Our dog runs out in the front yard when we get home. She, got, she has this little car now. So I'm like, dad's got to be dad here, okay? I got to take care of this fucking snake. You know, hey, PETA. Close your ears. Uh, I'm not going to call whoever to come to get this snake for whenever they get here. I'm going to take matters in my hands. So I grab a hoe. Uh, uh, it's a, a gardening tool. And I fucking Sammy. So they start crawling up the trees, slithering this little scaly, fucking disgusting body up the tree. And I Sammy so said, <laughs> fucking boom, cut him right in half, right? Didn't get his head, cut him in half. The motherfucker's still moving. Both ends are still moving for like five minutes. Say, what the fuck? So the other, the head half, I cut the head off. That finally stopped moving. The bottom half keeps slithering. I'm like, is this motherfucker going to grow a head back? What is happening? Cut that motherfucker. I cut it in force. Finally stopped moving. And then it was a process of picking it up and putting it in the trash. Ugh. I do not like snakes. I didn't. I like. I've never seen a snake up close before. It was disgusting. Snake guts everywhere. There was blood. I, why didn't I think snakes had blood? There was fucking blood everywhere. It was horrible. The trash is out now. They pick it up tomorrow morning. I don't. Hopefully, never see a snake the rest of my life. But as I'm telling these people the story, a couple of responses were, "Why'd you kill it? Well, why'd you do that? Uh, hey, assholes." This isn't a fucking puppy, okay? This isn't a little cat, little cute kitten, not a little tabby. This is a slithering fucking snake that could bite my daughter, could bite me, could bite my wife. Fuck you. That thing could slither up the goddamn uh, gutter and come into my house. Yeah, no thanks. I'm going to cut it in half. Thank you. Uh, unless you work at PETA, go fuck yourself. 
Um, but that was the interesting thing yesterday. So I got everything fixed, killed a snake, feel a little manly right now. Might go get a snake tattoo just because feeling fucking butch, feeling tough. Um, but no, we're here for fit. We're here for fights. There's a lot of fights to pick. There are 12 for this card. Hopefully they all stay together. I know everyone's kind of they're kind of making these cards together, so sometimes fights drop out last minute, but uh, we'll get it up. We'll kick it off. First fight night, Austin Hubbard, 11 and 4. He is a minus, plus, excuse me, plus 155 underdog. He's fighting Max Roskoff, who is 5 and 0, who's a minus 188 favorite. Now, listen, I've been on Max Roskoff for a little bit, right? I've no, I, about six months ago, I saw him fight. He dropped a guy, submitted him. All his wins are by submission. He's a Robert Drysdale trained. He comes from Ohio, Killbuck, Ohio. North Carolina State wrestler. So this is a, a kid who's slowly, he's a young kid. He slowly made his way in the MMA. He's doing the right things. A wrestler that has really good submissions. You know, he's 25 years old. He's got five fights. He's not burning himself out. He's been a pro since 2018. He has one amateur fight. Um, no losses, undefeated, all by submission, getting his UFC shot. A lot of people forget that Robert Dreisel is the guy that was teaching Frank Mir how to fucking take limbs home. That dude's a really good submission guy. Matt Roscoff, or excuse me, Max Roscoff is taking this fight on short notice. He was my darling, right? He was close to even. And then a lot of people, MMA junkies, started talking about his talent and how he's a, a huge mega prospect, right? And then he ballooned up to 188. That's really high. Um, I still like him in this fight. I'm picking Max Roscoff. Austin Hubbard's tough as, tough as to come. Go look up Austin Hubbard's leg injury. Tell me this dude ain't fucking tough. Decent grappler, okay on the ground, uh, okay on the feet competent on the feet, comes from a good good camp. He's going to come in shape. Roscoff's taking this fight on two weeks' notice. How great a shape is he going to be in? I know he's young. He's a wrestler. Those wrestling guys, they're usually a different breed, man. They they, they fucking stay in shape. Um, that's the only thing that worries me about this because Hubbard can go. Hubbard can go for three rounds. Not the most well-rounded guy in the world, in my opinion. Has one way to win, and <clears throat> basically by decision. Excuse me, I got to take a drink here. That, uh, that fucking snake came back. Went down my throat. Um, but I, I like Max here. I just don't think Hubbard has the skills to to beat Max. I think Max could look for a finish here. Um, but I don't know if he will. I think he maybe can grind it out. I don't want to see this go three rounds. He is a finisher. And uh, it, it would be an interesting test because usually these prospects that come in the UFC, Austin Hubbard, 11-4, tough as they come. What what will happen? You know, Davi Ramosin and uh, Hubbard can Max Roscoff submit him. So a lot of hype. I'm going to be interested in this fight. I will probably bet this fight. He is a little high. Hopefully he doesn't get a little higher. I should have taken him. I saw him, I think, at a minus 115. It was almost a pick him when I saw him on FanDuel on Monday, I think, or whenever this fight got announced, and he has just skyrocketed since then. But I'm high in this kid. I might be doing a little video pick later about him. Um, I think he's very, very talented. All right, next up, Roxanne Montefiore. He's 24 and 16. She's a minus 120 favorite. She's fighting Lauren Murphy, who's a plus 100 underdog. Really good fight for this weight class. I'm talking really good fight. Roxanne's coming off the biggest win of her career over Macy Barber. If you follow Roxanne on any social media, she looks pretty jacked. Like her whole career, she went, I mean, she's got fucking, you know, what is that? 10, that's 40 fights. She's got 40 fights. And over the past two fights is when she's finally started doing strength and conditioning. She's in Vegas. She looks ripped up. She looks good. Her grappling is 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 fantastic. Lauren Murphy's a big, thick girl for this division. She's strong as well. She's worked really good on her last two outings as well. This is a tougher fight to pick. Everyone wants to jump on Roxanne. 
because she has that one over Macy Barbie, Barbie, uh, Macy Barber. She looked good. Everyone likes Roxanne. I'm not going to sing Roxanne. I'm not going to do it. It's cheesy. I'm not going to do it, even though everything on my fucking body wants me to sing Roxanne. Uh, Laura Murphy, though, again, a girl who gets overlooked, a woman, a fighter, whoever, she gets overlooked a lot. She's a slight underdog in this, and I can see why. I do not have this fight picked. I'm trying to work it out in my mind right now. Roxanne, really good grappler. Her striking's coming a long way, but her strength is is really coming up. Like, her grappling was bar none. Now she's got the strength to really hold position, stay on top, and beat you up. Um, her, her submission game is, is, is top-notch for this division. Laura Murphy, a big girl for this division, strong as well. Her ground game isn't as unique as Roxanne. She's going to want to keep the fight standing. Roxanne can take some shots on the feet. Um, she can get a little feet happy. She does take some big shots on the feet. Laura Murphy has car for days this is gonna be a really 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 tough fight i'm just gonna tell you to avoid this fight if you're betting if you're a gambling man if you're a gambling man avoid this fight this could be a really tough fight to pick um gun to my head though which of course it is because I'm, I'm doing a pick on podcast it's gonna be roxanne Montefiore. i just think with the strength and conditioning and with the high that she's on i feel like and i don't know roxanne personally i just feel like some of her losses i mean she's got 16 losses right i feel like some of them were because maybe she didn't believe in herself, right? She didn't believe in her skills. She didn't believe in certain things. Macy Barber, she was a huge underdog in the Macy Barber fight. She was supposed to get demolished. I know Macy blew her knee out, whatever. Roxanne looked so good in that fight. So strong, so powerful, and she's just keep the training going and keeping the um, whatever the program that she's on working. Now she's fighting a girl, Laura Murphy's on a little bit of a ride too, who's also matches up really well, Roxanne. This is a really interesting fight for 125. I can see either of these girls uh, competing for a title by the end of the year. I mean, someone needs to fight Valentina. If Roxanne wins, she'll skyrocket. Calvillo just beat Jessica I. Uh, I would like to see Jessica I fight the, the winner of this. I'm sure they fought before. I I, 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 go, I don't keep track of Jessica I record, believe it or not. Um, I really like this fight at 125. It's an interesting matchup. It's kind of weird. It's the second fight of the night, but it is what it is. Um, I'm going to go Roxanne, though, just because I think she's going to edge her out with the grappling. Um, I think Roxanne will look for the takedowns and, and her cardio, and and it looks like her uh, her strength and conditioning programs really, really worked out for her. So Roxanne Matafari is the pick. However, I wouldn't bet it. Okay, wouldn't bet it. All right, next up, Frank Camacho. Macho Camacho, 22 and 8. He's a minus 105 pick him. Favorite, underdog, whatever. He's fighting Matt, the steamroller, Favola. Hey, I'm Matt Favola. He's 8 and 1 and 1. He's a minus 115 pick him. It's a pick him fight. This, this, the line's going to slide either way. Very, very good fight on paper. This fight has me wrapped in a pretzel, my mind, that is. Frank Camacho. Pretty good everywhere, right? I I, I kind of think of him as a one-trick pony. I, I think of him as a guy with a really good chin, good stand-up. Frivola is just a workhorse. That guy's going to come after your ass. Pause. And he's just going to fucking grind you out. He really will. He, his skills are okay. On the feet, they're not crazy. I know he cross-trains with Long Island. I believe he's been staying in... Um, Florida, Tampa, Florida for this one. So he hasn't been going on getting up and getting training with Long Island, uh, Long Island guys. His stand-up's okay. It's obviously a work in progress. He's been knocked out before. He's been hurt before, but his ground game is 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 bar none really, really good. His wrestling and positioning is good. He's not as big submission threat. Um, I want to ride with Camacho. If he was a bigger underdog, I'd pick Camacho, but since he's not, I'm gonna pick Frivola. I think Frivola you can just overwhelm um 
Camacho here with his wrestling and grappling and chain wrestling and just never slowing down. I see the first round being kind of a struggle for both guys, feeling out process. Maybe even Camacho might land some something. Um, but you know, Camacho better be working on his takedown defense because Vola's gonna bring it. He's just gonna keep going. For Vola's been been training since may i mean the guy had a fight in may lined up so i know he's in shape this didn't pop out of the you know this didn't just pop up so i know that dude's in shape um and i know that he's going to be grinding this one out i see a decision uh i might not bet it i think the line's kind of weird here if there was a true underdog maybe bet it a lot of people love taking stabs at these even lines though because it's almost like even money positive money i put in when I, i'm gonna win when i put in i understand that but sometimes it gets a little dangerous with these fights like that because Truly, I don't know. I'm really on the fence with this one. I'm going to go with Favola just because of the conditioning and the cardio and, and the chain wrestling and Camacho, who I've seen get submitted before. I've seen submission before, but usually he's a, he's he's staying on his feet. So it'd be interesting to see what he what he's like off his back. All right, next up, Courtney Casey, who's nine and seven. She is a plus one hundred underdog. She's fighting Jillian or Gillian Robertson. I can never remember which one it is. She's seven and four. She's a minus one twenty favorite. I like this fight too. Uh, Courtney Casey coming off a win, a finish win. Uh, her record's not great, but she's literally fought everyone in the division. Jillian Robertson's coming off, I believe, the Macy Barber knockout, um, which she looked good in the beginning and then and then just got caught up with her. She hasn't. We haven't seen her in a little bit. She's very talented on the ground. She's got really good submissions. Um, her stand up is coming along. Um, you know, if you if if you are heterosexual male, or even if you're not, if you're a, a woman that likes women, uh, Jillian Robertson posts some very revealing photos. And, um, I, 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 I don't mind them. I don't mind them. Uh, I don't, I wouldn't say she's, she's easy on the eyes. Um, I know that's mean to say, but, uh, yeah, just, just check out her photos. They're not bad. Uh, with that being said, I think Jillian Robertson just a little more well-rounded everywhere. I think she'll get this fight to the ground. I think she'll probably put Courtney Casey in some positions. Courtney Casey just doesn't get finished. She's so tough. Um, Jillian Robertson though, got knocked out her last time out. I think she's going to be working on her skills, but I also think she kind of knows where a red's buttered. You know what I mean? That that's on the ground and she's very crafty. So I'm going to pick uh, Robertson on the ground here. Again, another fight I probably maybe stay away from. There's a lot of fights on here that all the, all the handicappers, everyone I listen to, they're going every which way. So I'm seeing the board pretty clear right now. But um, these are some of these earlier fights besides Max, even though he's going to possibly keep getting higher, I'd probably maybe stay away from. They, they kind of scare me off a little bit with some of their lines. But uh, very, that's really good. That's, that's a testament of a good card because it could be a very competitive fight. Speaking about... Good fights. This one, next one is not one. Mark Andre Balut, who is eleven and four, he's a minus, or excuse me, plus one hundred five hundred dog. He's fighting Oscar Pachuta, who's eleven and three and one. Uh, both these guys are on zero and three in the UFC career, so they're fighting for their jobs, right? Um, I've been burned by Andre Balut. Um, I watched some tape on him before the UFC. I thought he looked pretty good. He comes to the UFC, shits the bad. He's you know. Had some tough competition or whatever, some close losses, but uh, he didn't blow me away. Oscar Wachota, another stand-up guy, Polish. Um, another guy who's kind of shit the bed as well. He's been knocked out a few times. He's been submitted. This is just a corn flip. This is a bowl of spaghetti fight. This is a male bowl of spaghetti fight. Um, I'm going to go with Oscar Wachota just because Balut, Balat, however you fucking say his name, He's burned me in the past. I don't really have an opinion on either of these guys. I think this fight stinks. This is the fight that uh, it could show. It can end up being really good. Someone can get knocked out. But they're both coming. They're both 0-3. Um, haven't won a fight in the UFC yet, I don't believe. But at least they, they have lost their last three fights. Yeah, um, let's just put it that way. 
And uh, it's just, it's not a great fight, right? So I'm not going to bet it. I'll watch it. But if my pick is going to be Chota, I just think he maybe is a little cleaner on the feet. And Marc-Andre, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name anymore. Marc-Andre really burned me uh, on a couple parlays. It's my own fault for believing in the fucking guy. But, you know, I blame him. All right, next up, Tisa Torres, who's 10-5. and five. She's a plus 160 underdog. She's fighting Brianna Van Buren, who's 9-2. and She's a minus 200 favorite. This line was surprising. Tisha Torres has been around forever. She's on a, a three-fight lose streak, maybe in a four-fight lose streak, uh, losing streak. She's fought everybody. She's fought who's who's, never been finished. She loses close decisions. Brianna Van Buren, not super active, very attractive. One of my girls, I, I follow her on Instagram, follow her on Twitter, shout out the bull. What's up? Um, I picked against her in her last fight and she, and she shut me up. I believe I even made fun of her last name. It's like, sounds like some rich kid from like a fucking eighties movie, you know, the Van Buren's, um, she's really good. She's very, very talented. I'm a little surprised that she's a two to one just cause she doesn't have a tremendous amount of UFC, uh, experience. Tisha Torres, the tornado good on the feet. She's got tiny little arms. Um, you know, she always comes in shape, right? Her, her wife or girlfriend, whoever Raquel's fighting on the same card, um, it's crazy to me that Tisha Torres is a plus 160. So this is going to be my risky business bet of the night. Bet at your own will, but I'm taking Tisha Torres as the underdog here. I like being at Brianna Van Buren. She's an incredible talent. Maybe Vegas has this line dead right. Maybe this is what it is. I think it's going to be a close fight, though. I think Brianna's going to have a hard time getting Tisha down. I think if they stay on the feet, it's going to be competitive. Tisha just needs to... She hasn't really involved since the Ultimate Fighter, right? She's kind of just stayed there. She's had some really good fights. She's fought the who's who of the 150-pound division. This is a real big big step up for Brianna Van Buren. This is the UFC letting her know, like, hey, this is what we think of you. Let's let's get you going, right? She's not the most active girl. I believe she trains out of AKA. So this is gonna be uh this is gonna be interesting. This is gonna be good here. I um I uh I think this is gonna be a very, very good fight. I'm gonna lean t- Torres though. Listen, I'm gonna get you you play the number, not the fighter, right? I think Brianna Van Buren has the obviously the more ceiling. Um, she's the younger fighter. She's the up and coming fighter. Tisha Torres feels like she only got 15 fights, but she feels like she's been around forever. Um, I'm going to lean with the number though. Plus 160 is really hard to walk away from in a fight. That's probably going to come down to decision. You got to roll the dice a little bit. And this is a fight I will be betting. This is a fight that, you know, I don't bet women's fights anymore, but I'm going to, I'm going to throw a couple bucks on it just to, um, Try to get that underdog money. Why not? All right, next up, Clay Guida, 35 and 19. He's a plus 195 underdog. He's fighting Bobby Green. He's 24, 10 and 1. He's a minus 245 favorite. This fight, this blew my fucking mind. So Clay Guida is a two to one, like almost a plus 200 underdog. You're going to get two to one on your money. Bobby Green, they both have almost 80 fights between them. They both have fought everybody. Clay Guida is coming off his last time. I believe, uh, I believe um, Jim Miller choked him out forever ago, whenever that was. Bobby Green, you know, hasn't looked impressive, right? Uh, he's not a finisher, not a submission guy, has problems with the takedowns. Every capper I know that I follow, Kenny Florian, that fucking bozo that picks with Kenny Florian, a couple guys online, they're all on Guida. Am I missing something? What is Vegas seeing Bobby Green to have him a minus 245? That is absurd. You go Clay Guida, right? You pick him all day long. It's a little risky, right? Because it is, but I think you put big money on Guida. I mean, Clay Guida plus 195 underdog against Bobby Green. What does Bobby Green knock him out? Probably not. What is Bobby Green going to submit him? No. Who has he submitted? Right? Bobby Green's got good boxing, but he's not like. 
the biggest puncher, knockout puncher. Clay Green is going to push that pace. Bobby Green probably doesn't have the best cardio right now. I don't know. This fight seemed like it came together late. I, I don't know what Vegas is seeing here for them to have Bobby Green at minus 245. Am I missing something? Every capper I see is picking Guida. So am I. Um, I feel like I'm I'm taking money, right? I, I better go put my bet in before they go, oh, oh, oh no, no, no. This is supposed to be switched, right? This fight should be even at best with maybe even Guida being a little bit of a favorite just because I think it's a bad matchup for Bobby Green. This is insanity to me. This is crazy. This is one that stands out. I feel like even Devin can pick this underdog. Oh, shots fired. All right, next up, Roosevelt Roberts. He's 10 and one. He's a minus 240 favorite. He's fighting Jim Miller. 31 and 14 is a plus 190. Now, I just picked Torres and I picked Clay Guida as an underdog, right? This is like one of those, um, when you're doing like one of those Scantron tests, and you go and look back, and like your past four answers were all C. And the next one you think is C, and you go, no, no, this can't be C. Because I just said, there's no way they're going to put five C's in a row. So you just you, you, you choose something else because you know you're wrong. This is one of those things, like, I kind of lean Jim Miller on this one. It's weird. Um, Roosevelt looks so good against Brock Weaver, but I think it's because Brock Weaver sucks. Brock Weaver looks so horrible in that fight. His stand-up was atrocious. His ground game was horrible. Go fucking fight dogs and, you know, jerk off to the Bible. Whatever you do, you fucking weirdo. Um, Jim Miller, though, kind of was on a hot streak for a little bit, kind of pulled back. He lost to Scott Holtzman in a fucking showdown. Jim Miller, this is, I think, his 35th UFC fight. I think he's tying uh, Cabo Cerrone. Roosevelt Roberts, tall, lanky guy. I think this is a catchweight at 160. They have it at 155 here on Tapology, but I think it's I think it's a 160. Um, Roosevelt has all the skills in the world to win this fight, right? He has to stand up. He has the reach. Jim Miller, though, I just feel like if he gets his fight to the ground, it could be a problem for Roosevelt Roberts, who does have good submissions. He's got a really good front choke, really good guillotine, decent rear naked choke, but I don't think he's the level Jim Miller on the ground. I think Jim Miller's focus and his main goal in this fight is to get to the fight to the ground, and if it gets to the ground, I really like Jim Miller. But it's the Scantron test again. Should I do three C's in a row? Because I also really like Roosevelt Roberts. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <coughs> Goddamn stinks back. Uh, I'm going to pick Roosevelt Roberts. I just talked myself out of it in my brain for that, that minute second. Listen, I think he's going to be a little too much on the feet for Jim Miller. I think the cardio is going to be the big issue here. This fight got put together late. Jim Miller's cardio has waned towards the end of his career as an older fighter. Um, I just don't think, and he bleeds, you know, you can breathe on him. He bleeds. Roosevelt Roberts has a really sharp left hand, really sharp right hand. He's hot right now. Um, I think he can dominate Jim Miller here. I think it's going to be a stand-up where I think he can prevent Jim Miller from taking him down. Although if Miller gets him down, it's a fucking problem. I'm telling you that right now. Um, so I'm going to go Roosevelt here. It's a fight that I won't bet. He's too high for me. If I'm going to bet on anything, I might take a shot on Miller, but I do like other underdogs uh, besides Miller. But listen, this isn't a, a walk in the park in my opinion. If if Jim Miller gets this fight to the ground, that's a big if. Uh, it's going to be a fucking ball game here, boys. This is going to be a fight. All right, next up, Lyman Good, 21 and 5, plus 120 underdog. He's fighting Bilal Muhammad, minus 145 favorite. He's 16 and 3. Another fight that's breaking my brain here. Um, Lyman Good is, is, is very powerful. He knocked out Chance Ring Counter <clears throat> last time he fought. Got submitted by Damian Maya. Doesn't fight a lot. Has a physique from the gods. Beat coronavirus, right? Bilal Muhammad's a guy who. 
Seems undersized for 170 to me, but I know he's not. He has a win over my guy, Chris Curtis. Really good record. Has fought everybody. Looked really good against Jeff Neal. Uh, didn't get put out against Jeff Neal. He's been knocked out before, but it's it doesn't happen often. He does get shook a little bit in fights. Bilal can wrestle, can grapple. Um, I see him doing that with Lyman Good. I see him just wrestling Lyman Good here. Lyman Good, I think, has a problem stopping takedowns this fight. I'm not sure if this came together late. I think Lyman was supposed to fight, got Corona didn't fight he might be in shape he might be affecting i don't i don't really know um i want to take a stab at the underdog here with lyman but i'm not i'm gonna go below muhammad i think law is gonna avoid the big strikes i don't think lyman good is is i think he's very very powerful i think he can knock out below muhammad w- without question but i don't think his striking is a, a super unorthodox or unique or something Bilal hasn't seen before Bilal is very c- capable on his feet as well he can box a little bit but i think the 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 only way he'll win if he gets this fight to the ground. There could be a submission, could be a decision. I like Bilal. I think he's got a little bit of a run here. Um, he's an interesting guy at 170. He's going to be a tough matchup for a lot of these guys. That you know, He's not even ranked in the top 15, but even though he he does have kind of a name. Lyman Good, same way. Former champion at, in Bellator. Has fought some of the top guys. 170 is fucking hot right now. But I'm going to lean Bilal Muhammad at a minus 145. I don't hate that. I don't hate Lyman Good as an underdog play either. If you go opposite, you go Lyman Good. That's an interesting underdog play. He can he can put out Bilal Muhammad. He can work on his takedown defense. I just think Bilal is going to grind him a little bit. I think cardio is going to be king here. Um, ABC always been on cardio, and, and I'm going Bilal Muhammad. All right, next up, Raquel Pennington, 10-8. and 8. He's a minus 170 favorite. She is fighting Marion Renault, who's 9-5-1. and 1. I'm going to save a lot for this because Marion Renault is like 45, Raquel Pennington. It doesn't impress me at all. I'm going to go Raquel Pennington. Um, you know, really weird why this is that high in the main card. Uh, you know, it's a fight at 135. I really think they should be promoting Roxanne, maybe even Brianna Van Buren. Um, not sure why this is the fight before the co-main event. But, you know, it is what it is. I'm going to go Raquel. I think she's just she's just going to be better everywhere. She's going to grind it out. She's going to press against the cage. She's going to take her down. Mary knows a good striker, and that's about it. Um, yeah, I'm going to go over Cup Pennington. All right, and I'm not going to bet that fight. Next up, Josh Emmett versus Shane Burgos. Josh Emmett is a plus 115 underdog. He's 15-2 versus Shane Burgos, 13-1. He's a minus 135 favorite. <sighs> this is my main event. I, I like the main event with the heavyweights, but this is the one I really, really want to see. This fight is really hard to break down, right? Because Josh Emmett's got that power. Shane Burgos... I think has better boxing. Shane Burgos has only lost once. That was a Calvin Cater. Shane Burgos wants this. If you watch any interview with him, if you watch his corner stuff, if you watch anything, this guy fucking wants it. He almost fights a little too amped up. Josh Emmett's a little calmer, a little bit older, has fought some really good guys in the UFC, does have some big power, but he's also lost. He's lost to Des Green. He's lost to Jamie Stevens, knocked him out. He had a really close fight. Uh, God, I'm forgetting the guy he had a close fight with. Um, and he, and he was losing to Michael Johnson. He fucking threw a Hail Mary, slept Michael Johnson, and he was losing that fight, in my opinion. He looked really good against Masab Bektik his last time out. Masab Bektik does have chin problems. Shane Burgos is a big dude for 145. Emmett's big as well, but Burgos, to me, is just is, is a massive dude. His striking is, is, I think, crisper and cleaner than Emmett. I don't think he has the power Emmett does. Everyone's talking about Emmett's wrestling, right? And Burgos does give up his back a lot. Not give his back. He does except getting taken down a little bit. He doesn't fight for those takedowns as much as he does, uh, as he should, because he can get back to his feet. I feel like Emmett could come in and mix it up. I haven't really seen that much from him, right? I think, you know, he he, he takes a lot in between fights. I think the weight cuts a lot for him, uh, Emmett, that is. I know he broke his fucking face against, against Steven, so he had to take some time off of that. But 
Burgos to me is a super dangerous guy here. I was surprised that he was the favorite, right? I thought this would be really, really close line-wise. Emmett being a plus 115. Everyone I respect really likes Emmett as an underdog here. I'm going to go Shane Burgos, though. I just think Shane Burgos, I think he wants it more, and I think his cardio is going to really kind of... None of these guys have cardio issues, I don't think, right? But Burgos, I think, is just going to be pressuring, pressuring, pressuring. I think it's going to be a close fight. If Emmett doesn't knock out Burgos, I think it's going to be a very close fight with, with Burgos winning a decision. It, you know, I, you know, I don't see Burgos knocking out Emmett. I mean, it's been possible. He's been rocked before. I just see him boxing him up, kind of like what Michael Johnson did. Use your footwork. Stay away from the takedowns. Use your hands. Burgos has really good boxing. He's only getting better. It's 14 fights. Young kid. Comes from New York. Trains with a good camp. Um, I, I like I like Burgos in this fight. I'm talking myself into Burgos. I didn't have that one written down. I think I'm gonna bet Burgos heavy too. I'm, I I just feel it. Like right, I'm seeing the board really well right now, and I, I just fucking feel it. I feel like Burgos is due for a big win here, and this is this is gonna. I mean, he's ranked number eleven, and, and Emmett's eight. This is a this is a big fight for both guys. All right, main event time: Curtis Blades, who's thirteen and two, he's a minus three eighty favorite. He is fighting Alexander Volkov, who is thirty one and seven, plus two ninety underdog. Um. This is an interesting fight to me because Alexander Volkov gets written off a lot. I wrote him off right when this fight got announced. Former Bellator champion. I think he's 5-1 and one in the UFC. His only loss is to Derek Lewis. He's got wins over Timothy Johnson. Who cares? Uh, Stefan Struve, Fabrizio Werdum, uh, knocked out Struve and Werdum. Uh, got knocked out by Derek Lewis, which he was winning that fight. Literally got knocked out with 10 seconds left. Dominated Greg Hardy. The guy's got a, a wealth of experience. He's got 30-something fights. What has he got? 38 fights. This will be his 39th fight. Curtis Blades is so interesting because this is a guy that probably could be fighting for a title relatively soon, but he never will until Nagani does because he's got those two losses. Nagani, he was a favorite in both those fights. He's never been an underdog in any of his fights. He looked really good against Junior Dos Santos. Didn't really even take a t- take a takedown attempt against Dos Santos. Rocked him with the feet and took him down. <sighs> you know, Volkov. You know, he handled himself pretty well on the ground when it came to Fabrizio Rodun. When they fought, that went to the ground a little bit. He handled himself well. But Curtis Blades is a kind of a different animal here. Anselm Amerikov is really tall, so you know Blades is going to want to take this fight to the ground. Um, the striking is 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 not going to be in Blades' favor. Blades is 6'4", 6'5", Volkov 6'7". So um, I don't think Blades has really ever fought anybody that much taller than him besides maybe... Uh, he says maybe um, what's his face, Naganyu. This is a tough. This is a tougher fight to pick because I want to give Volkov all the respect in the world. He's a huge underdog here, and it'd be interesting if he won this fight. But you know, I just don't see enough of Volkov off his back. And Curtis Blades is so fucking brutal on top with those with those fucking razor elbows. I mean, just look what he did to fucking Alistair Overeem. It was insanity what he did to Overeem. I'm going to pick Blades here. It's a square pick. I'm not happy about it. I'm going to go with Blades. I know he's a minus three eighty. I wish I could. Had the balls, put him on the table, and pick Volkov here. I do think it's going to be a little bit closer to a fight. I think Curtis Blades is going to take a little bit to fill out Volkov, who is a good striker, who is tall, who is lanky, um, is going to have some leverage when when Blades goes for a takedown. But Blades, Blades eventually going to get that takedown. It's a five-round fight. Um, I just don't see enough of Volkov yet, right? I just don't see enough of him. So uh, we'll see what happens. All right. So I got to give you my send him home, my lock of the night. I got to give you a bunch of stuff. Usually I mix that in. Okay. So my lock of the night is going to be probably should have thought about this before. Man. Man. Um, yeah, you know what? My lock of the night is going to be 
Max Rosecoff, because I'm, I'm really I'm really impressed with this kid. He's going to be my actual lock of the night. So if you, if you want to bet somebody, forget about the numbers. Just put as much money as you can. That's Max Rosecoff. Uh, newcomer, two weeks notice against a tough guy. I know that's crazy, but I believe in him. My underdog lock of the night is going to be Clay Guida. That's a no-brainer. Again, I think I'm missing something here. I think fucking Vegas fucked up. I don't, I don't know what they're doing. Um... I think Clay Guida is going to cruise with a unanimous decision now with his cardio. And then my send him home, a fight that I, I know is not going to go to a decision, and I know that person's going to finish that person, is going to be Oscar Bacholta. Send him home. Send, send him, him home, home Oscar. Send him home early, Oscar, even though I think that's a crap fight. There's no way that goes to the decision, and that's it. Okay, that's the podcast. I want to keep it at 30. It's at 32 minutes. Um, go to YouTube. I'm going to put some videos up. I'm excited. I've been editing dumb videos all week, trying to get sharper at editing, try to get faster with it. Um, I'm going to have a video pick this week for it. Next week, we're going to do, uh, some recap stuff and then, uh, podcast with Devin and Tim. And, uh, yeah, we're rolling. There's a fight like every fucking weekend, guys. We're rolling. Let's keep rolling. All right. I'll talk to you next week. Woo! Hey, Val, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Woo! Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? He's real good. The name is Dollar.